loving father, devoted mother, you have done wondrous things in us and in creation. You reveal yourself to your children, and we have gathered here to refresh ourselves in your presence. Meet with our souls this morning so that we may encounter your greatness. Amen. Let us pray. Spirit, you are the source of summer's splendor, the beauty and the fragrance of delicate flowers, and the sweet sound of a bird song. We come to you this morning with delight and gladness, grateful for all of your wonders. May your love grow within us so that we are able to extend love, hope, and joy to others. Amen. Today we have two readings, first from the book of Genesis, chapter 2, verses 2 through 3. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it he rested from all the work of creating what he had done. We also read from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 6, verses 30 through 32. The apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all they had done and taught. Then, because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat, he said to them, Come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. So they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. Here end the readings. Thanks be to God. I did not arrange that, <laughs> but it is a reminder that we're going to have quiet time <laughs> this morning. Peace of the Lord be with you all. I invite you to uh, pray with me. Lord, I'm tired. I'm tired of trying too hard and going too fast for too long. I'm tired of being busy, of work that keeps pushing me to do more and more, a family life that always has to be going somewhere or doing something, of religious activities that usually leave me worn out instead of inspired. Lord, help me to learn how to rest, how to relax in your presence, how to breathe in your spirit. Teach us, Lord, how to pray how to be still and listen for your still, small voice. How to be open to the hearing of your beautiful, inspiring words, your reassuring promises, and how to discern your will and your way in the midst of an exhausting and demanding schedule. 
Lord, help us to find and use Sabbath time. Amen. Well, first, a word of thanks to the staff uh, for the great theme, It's About Time. Louder. Let me try again. First of all, a word of thanks <laughs> to our staff for the uh, great theme of It's About Time. I've loved it, and uh, I think the work that was put in this by Pastor Hazel is a great way by which you could actually try to schedule daily time. And I'm, uh, you'll be glad you came to chapel today, <laughs> uh, and it's not because I'm preaching, but because I have a gift for you. Uh, you can't wrap it, but you certainly can take it with you. And uh, you can use it every day. It's a gift from God, and it's called Sabbath time. It gives rest for the body, renewal for the mind, and inspiration for the spirit. And I have to say, without it, I would have never survived 50 years of ministry in the church. That can kill you. Now, you would think that pastors and church workers and professors and all those would be really good at uh, using Sabbath time. But so many of us have worked 48 out of 52 Sundays a year, so they, we seem to miss much of what God intended when he gave us the Sabbath. Anybody here today with uh, faith fatigue? Life stresses and strains? Too many demands on your day? Too little time for rest and recovery? Anybody here feel worn out much of the time? Well, you've come to the right place. For God's precious and resource, resourceful spirit wants to give us exactly what we need. Now, it's true, if we analyze the world we're living in, I would call it an anti-sabbatical overachievers culture that demands, demands more and more and more from us. From our work, our families, our lifestyle, it's time to stop it and to do what God did on the Sabbath, rest. Now, from the book of uh, Wisdom, where Jews and Christians and Muslims in Genesis, it says, on the seventh day, God ceased from all work and blessed it and made it holy. In the Hebrew word for Sabbath, it means to, to stop, to desist. And it's connected then up with rest and the refreshment of God after creation. There's other references, of course, in Exodus 20. And, and in Exodus 23, it says, On the seventh day you shall abstain from work so that your ass may rest. Well, excuse me, it says your ox and your ass, but you get it. <laughs> so that your ox and ass may rest and your workers may refresh themselves. In the other places of uh, the first scripture, Sabbath also is a time of joy and mirth from Hosea and from the, uh, time of worship in Isaiah. So Sabbath was foundational for the Jewish nation and the rest of us were invited in by our creator who knew the dangers of burnout. And of course, in the New Testament, Sunday was established as the central day of rest and worship because of Jesus' resurrection from the dead and the fact that it was, uh, it was the day in which the risen Lord appeared first for the women at the tomb and then to the disciples. Martin Luther once said, Sabbath is like an unopened gift 
which God has given for our rest and renewal. And Tilden Edwards, who is director of the Shalim Institute for Spiritual Formation, describes Sabbath rest this way. As giving yourself a chance to see that you were created to be more than a beast of burden. That you are created by God, first of all, for the sheer joy of it. To appreciate life as a gift rather than a curse. So we live in a demanding time. Over-demanding, exhausting, worrisome, depressing kind of culture that can wear you out and beat you up. But God has not left us alone. God comes to us through the Sabbath. Thirty-five years ago, I was working uh, on a, my doctoral thesis, and I was working with Dr. Faldi uh, with about 400 clergy, which could certainly wear you out, and about 300 churches. Um, and it was during that time that I, uh, I decided to focus on talking, and so I interviewed like over 300 pastors along with the bishop on where do, you, where do they find time for their own spiritual renewal? It was a very sobering experience. Now, I could have brought the manual with me today. It's 156 pages, but actually it, it peaked right after the title, <laughs> which, was, which was watering holes and resting places in search of Sabbath time. Where do we find it? Well, I think it's good for us to use Jesus as our mentor and model when it comes to cultivating and nurturing Sabbath time. He can teach us plenty about it. Jesus invites us to come to me daily, hourly, all who are weary and overburdened, and he says, and I will give you rest. Jesus says, learn from me. Now, Henry Nowen, in a book, and by the way, I did bring a few resources today. <laughs> uh, I've got a number of books on contemplation, everything from... Uh, St. Francis of Assisi to uh, Henry Nouwen's book, which uh, is called Out of Solitude. And he shares this insight of how Jesus was strengthened in his journey. Jesus said, in the morning, long before dawn, he got up and left the house and went off to a lonely place and prayed. Mark 1.35, if you don't believe me. And Nouwen says, now, the more I read this nearly silent sentence, locked in between the loud words of action, the more I have a sense that the secret of Jesus' ministry is hidden in the lonely place where he went to pray early in the morning, long before dawn. He had a Sabbath place. And he says, it's in that lonely place where Jesus entered into intimacy with the Father that his ministry is born and sustained. And he concludes, somehow we know that without a, a lonely place, that is a resting place, our actions quickly become kind of empty gestures. Now, there are many seasons in the faith journey. I don't have time to go into those today, but if you, as you analyze your own faith journey today, I would encourage you to go ahead and think about when was the springtime for you in, in your faith journey? When is it wintertime? And sometimes you may have all four in one day. So where do we find the watering holes and resting places in search for Sabbath time? Well, Mary and I would, uh, one of our first responses is that's why we come to chapel every Thursday. <laughs> we call it a, uh, a midweek trip to the well where we can be renewed and restored. Between the music, <laughs> thank you for your beautiful music, and the, uh, and the time you actually invite us to be quiet. Uh, I love to... If, 
I think that when the opening prelude is played, we ought to have an electric sign that comes on and goes, shh, no, no more talking. And I love the idea that at the end of the service, instead of starting to talk and walk, we're invited to sit down and listen and take in what we just experienced. So where do you find your watering holes and your resting places? What, what I would invite you today to take a little time and even talk about where, where do you do your daily meditation and your prayer time? I love the in invitation in Psalm 46 where, uh, first of all, they said that since 9-11 that the most popular or used psalm uh, in, the, in the scriptures is Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear even though everything goes, seems to be going to hell. Well, that's a translation. <laughs> but then it ends up using that beautiful phrase, be still and know that I am. A nickname for God in the Old Testament, isn't it? That I am God. Be still and know. I've really appreciated what we've learned from the Catholic Church. Some of us like to use what's called the Lectio Divino, the divine reading. And it's a, wonderful, it's a wonderful process that you could use every day. Take, for example, Psalm 46 or any one of those that you like so well. First it says, just read it slowly. Then take a deep breath and go back and this time pray it. Lord, you are our refuge and our strength. Thank you for being our refuge and strength. Then it says, take another deep breath and quietly reflect on it. Just be still and see where the Spirit might lead you. What phrase might stand out? What, what do you need to hear? What could be renewing for you? And then as you maybe think of that phrase and you wrap that up, take a moment and just write down one or two words that you can take with you through the day. Be still and know that I am. Well, there are many resources for Sabbath time. Uh, there's music. Um, some of you want to stick around later. Uh, I brought along a couple of my favorites, Bocelli's The Prayer. Well, you play that and just be quiet and listen. Uh, Josh Groban's uh, You Lift Me Up. Or you can play the, uh, the, the soundtrack from Les Mis. Uh, and that uh, and that wonderful piece, bring me, bring him home. Music can do it. Uh, we thank you for the organ music that we get, and for the ways in which that can uh, can help us in so many different settings. There are, of course, so many other resources that also can help us in our Sabbath time. I brought along a number of books today. If any of you are looking for some help, you could come up. Uh, if you're going to take one, maybe tell me. Uh, and then it, bring it back. <laughs> I've got a lot of books that I've loaned out that I've never seen again. I also, did, I also did bring a copy of what is a part of my litany that I do every day, uh, at least twice a day. And uh, if some of you are looking for a little help or a little structure, uh, you may find it helpful. Uh, Mary mentioned about art and how just taking time to look at some pictures, perhaps of rainbows, and then just look and think, or waterfalls, or sunsets, things that invite the spirit to come in and to bring us refreshment. And I, we, so we've got literature, we've got art, we've got music. 
and then we need to find the time for it all. Resting places. Find them. Name them. Use them. And let's let the Spirit in so that the gifts might be given that can bring us new life. Amen. Ageless one who created time and is sovereign over its every passing moment. Be near to us at this turning of the year. Help us to look back and to celebrate all that you have done and all you have accomplished through us to build your kingdom of justice and peace. Empower us to also face the disappointment and the holy frustration of the change that we have yet to see. Above all, Fill us with your spirit, that we might look to the year ahead with hope, determination, and love. We need your perspective, your hope, and your guidance. Amen.